I am Dr. Heather Moore, owner of Total Performance Physical Therapy. Tonight we're going to go over the top five foam rolling myths and we are going to debunk them. Now, it's the internet, there's a lot of false information out there. And whenever you're researching something, you really have to consider the source of where your information is coming from. And you also have to understand, especially with health and fitness and things like that, that everybody is not equal. So just because you have knee pain does not mean it's the same reason that your dad has knee pain or your friend has knee pain and not everything that you're going to do to fix that knee pain is going to be the exact same thing. So there is a really, especially on foam rolling, I find there's a lot of misinformation out there and it's a, it's very bizarre some of the things that I've read and some of the things that I've heard uh, on foam rolling. So we're going to go over a few of those things tonight, five of them to be uh, specific. So the first one is, is that all foam rollers are created equal. Now this is not true at all. Uh, there are several different types of foam rollers. So the one I have in front of me is the most aggressive foam roller. This is a spike roller. Um, Rumble roller is the maker. This is the most aggressive one you can buy. It's more aggressive than PVC pipe. I know people that roll out with PVC pipe and, and it's very strong but it doesn't have the ridges. Um, there are some foam rollers out there with ridges on them. That would be a step down from this one, okay? The ridges do help break up some of those uh, muscle knots and what it's supposed to do, but it is not as good as these actual spikes that are coming up from the rumble roller. So, and then you have a flat roller, so one that's completely smooth. This is what we call an entry roller or a roller if you are injured. So I always suggest having two rollers at home, uh, the spike one and then the very smooth one. And the smooth one is there if you are in a lot of pain and it's sore to roll over and you can't tolerate spike. This is very aggressive. So there are some days that you're not gonna be able to tolerate rolling with this especially if you're sore from a, a workout or a long run, you don't want to skip rolling. That's actually when you do want to roll out and you want to make sure that you're rolling out. So you want to make sure that you have two at home for if there's an injury that occurs or you're just too sore to tolerate spike, you don't want to skip it. You want to make sure that you have that uh, flat one. So there's a lot of different types out there on the market. Honestly, I would have a spike foam roller and I would have a flat foam roller. Those are the two best ones to kind of cover all of your bases. If you want to get one with ridges or grooves or like I said, I've seen a bunch of them, uh, that's okay too. That would be kind of the middle. So you could work your way up uh, all the way up into the sequence until you get to this. If you're interested, we do have other videos that'll show you how to foam roll different areas of your body, but we're not going to do that tonight. So uh, start with the, the flat, go to the ridges, and then go to spike. The second myth that we are going to debunk is that it should feel good. <laughs> so foam rolling is going to hurt, and a lot of people quit because it hurts. You will get to a point when you're rolling out on spike where it actually feels good, and on the days you don't roll, you'll actually miss it but it is not right away. The first couple times you roll, especially if you're rolling with spike, and even if you're rolling with a flat foam roller and have never rolled before, you are gonna get a lot of pain. You're gonna feel trigger points, you're gonna feel knots, you're gonna feel areas of tenderness and areas of pain. That is completely normal. It does not mean that you should stop. In fact, that means that you need to foam roll more 
because it is really, really important that you do it every day at least 10 minutes. It is not something that's going to feel good the first couple times you do it. It may take a month for it to feel good. And if you start off on the flat one and you're like, oh, I feel really good, and then you go to spiky, you're going to have to endure that pain all over again. So unfortunately, a lot of foam rollers that people have purchased become like the treadmill that just collects clothes. Uh, I can't tell you how many patients I've spoken to or just people out in the community that say, yeah, I have a foam roller. It's buried somewhere. I never use it. That should be the most used thing in your arsenal. I don't care if you work out every day. I don't care if you sit at your desk every day. You need to be foam rolling. So it is really important to understand that this is not going to feel good in the beginning. And again, we have other videos that will show you how to do your entire body, which you should do every day for about 10 minutes. But understand that until you are in that, what we call that maintenance phase, that phase where everything is broken up and everything's normal, in a normal length that you are going to feel pain. It's going to hurt. You may bruise, especially if you have spiking, you may wind up with bruises. That's completely normal. If you do wind up with a bruise, you want to stay off of that area until the bruise heals. So go back to your flatter foam roller, let the bruise heal up a little bit before you start needling it. The third foam roller myth that we're going to debunk is you should not roll your IT band. Now this one I truly don't understand because um, you can't stretch the IT band. And yes, I know there's like all these stretches on the internet that are, you know, where you do something like this and you put your hip against the wall and people contort themselves to get this stretch on the IT band. The IT band is a fibrous tissue. Uh, it is not a muscle. It is something that's extremely taut. So it is a very tough thing to break up. So a stretch is not going to do it. The research has shown time and time again, you just can't stretch it. The only thing you can do is foam roll it. And you want to foam roll it. You want to make sure that you are foam rolling the IT band. This is a, an area of tenderness. So when you're rolling the IT band, you want to make sure that you stay on the IT band. And a lot of people will start on their IT band and then roll backwards because it hurts. It hurts a lot. If you're not used to foam rolling your IT band, you're going to want to be back here. Well, now you're just foam rolling your hamstrings. So you want to go right on that, that IT band and you want to stay there. You can push up on your hand, you can push up on your knee to take some of the pressure off. But not foam rolling the IT band is not, is, is out of the question. You have to do that every single day to break up the knots along the side. We have a video that actually shows you how to specifically foam roll the IT man and progress it, but you need to foam roll it. There is no danger in foam rolling it. Now, the comment was made, well, you know, you can make it too sore. Yes, you can. You don't want to foam roll the IT band for 20 minutes the first time you ever foam roll. It's going to get sore. You're going to hit bruise. You're probably going to limp from it. That goes the same for any muscle, okay? You don't want to foam roll your calf just because you find 100 knots in it for 20 minutes. You're going to limp the next day. It's going to be really sore. So when you're doing this, break yourself in. Break your muscles in. Do it 10 minutes. That's it. Don't stand there and needle a spot to death. You want to make sure that you are moving from muscle to muscle to loosen it up. You're not going to get all the knots out, especially not the first time you do it. So yes, if you stand on your IT band and you roll it and you roll it and you roll it for 20 minutes, you are going to be unbelievably sore. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't roll it. It just means you shouldn't roll it for that long, all right? You just want to spend a couple minutes on each IT band going from the hip 
all the way down to the knee, but it's really important that you foam roll that IT band. The fourth myth that we are going to debunk, and this is the one that I hear really quite often, is you should not foam roll over your joints. Unless you have some sort of joint instability, meaning you basically the wind blows and your joints go out of, of place, you can dislocate your knees without even thinking about it, um, you want to foam roll over your joints. There's no harm in it, okay? So I know a lot of people will get to like their knee right here and they'll stop. Go right up over your knee, all right? If you have a patella issue, if you have a kneecap issue, sometimes, yes, it can hurt going over that. So you may want to avoid doing that, um, just putting that pressure straight down on the kneecap. But honestly, it is not going to harm any joints as you roll over them gently. You're not adding weight. You're not doing anything that's crazy. So you really want to make sure that you watch our other videos to see how you roll, but it is safe to roll over your joints. In fact, you should. This is where all these muscles come in and attach. So when you're rolling, you want to make sure that you are working with the joints because that's where a lot of the knots are going to be. That's where a lot of the tightness is really going to initiate is from where the joints are. So it is completely safe to roll over that joint. And the fifth and final myth that we are going to debunk tonight is do not foam roll the lower back. So a lot of people have said to me, oh, I've heard that you shouldn't roll the lower back. This is a case of you have to be careful when you're rolling the low back, but yes, you should. So when you roll the low back, you want to make sure that you're sitting on it and that you're supported, okay? If you're going to do it without support, you're going to have to make sure your abdominals are contracted. But if you're sitting here and you are rolling simply like this, okay, your feet flat on the ground, your arms supporting your weight, okay, you're not back, you can roll your foam roll your back, okay? What you don't want to do is lay like this and then try and foam roll your back, okay? That's going to hurt yourself, all right? There is specific techniques that you do want to use when you're foam rolling your back, okay? But this, with your hands supported, your legs supported, you are more than able to foam roll your low back. And, and in fact, you should be foam rolling your low back. That's going to get stiff. It's going to get sore. Just don't lay yourself on the ground completely arched over the, the foam roller. You can uh, apply some pressure in the wrong areas that would cause that pain. So that is the five most popular myths that we hear in here about foam rolling that we have debunked. Uh, if you do have any pain and you would like a free consultation with a physical therapist, all you have to do is call our office at 215-997-9898 and we will be sure to get you in. Thanks and have a good night.